A very good evening and welcome to Women's National Basketball League action between the Transact Canberra Capitals and Sydney Uni Flames. John Keogh courtside at Southern Cross Stadium in Canberra for round 12 of the Defence Jobs WNBL on Sport Radio. Alongside me, it's good evening to former Canberra Capitals coach Michelle Hocking. Michelle, the defending champions hosting the ladder leaders, plenty to play for in the nation's capital tonight. Absolutely, and we always know that when Sydney comes to town, the Capitals are up for this one. It's going to be a great clash. Um, hopefully, you know, the atmosphere will be what we're used to when we have these Sydney and Canberra games. And, you know, what a way to go into the Christmas break. Uh, teams in the top four battling it out with a real, you know, rivalry that exists between these two clubs. Third versus first on the WNBL ladder. A win or a loss here for both teams will have major implications come later in the season, particularly for Canberra. A win cements them in the top two. A loss puts them back within striking distance of Bulleen and also Dandenong. That's right. I mean, the Capitals have a lot to play for tonight. They really want to go into the break in the, sitting in the top two positions. Um, you know, and with bragging rights over, over the Sydney Flames. So they'll be up for it tonight. But hey, you know, Sydney Uni Flames, what an outfit they are. Incredible, um, strength all over the floor. You know, great guards, good, uh, good backcourt, good front court, And, uh, there's going to be some classic matchups out on the floor tonight. Well, Sydney have won three of their past four encounters against Canberra. Last time they met was back in round six of this season. The Flames prevailed 84-67 to that night, a 17-point margin. These two teams, contrasting styles of play. Sydney, a very attacking team, the highest-scoring team in the league. Canberra have conceded the least amount of points. Well, that's right. And, you know, this is going to be a really interesting battle. Ca- uh, Canberra are renowned for their defensive effort and they will really have to step it up tonight and play with a lot of intensity to be able to contain the incredible offensive and scoring power that the Sydney Flames have in their lineup. Hodo, Veal, Fallon can light it up at any point. You know, the list just goes on. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to this evening's clash. Sydney have got six players averaging double points this season. As well as that, they've got Natalie Porter, who sits fifth on the point scoring. She's averaging 17 points a game. She's first for three-point percentage, top ten in the rebounds and block shots. She is the star of this team, but they've also got some outstanding depth. Well, that's right. And I mean, how the matchup's going to work tonight? You know, who's going to take Porter? I'm thinking it's probably going to um, be Donna Lofthagen. Um, I would imagine we'll get that matchup. And then, you know, who's, you know you'd be thinking Abrams is going to take Veal, who can light it up. Now, there creates some problems for the Capitals in terms of who they'll put on there. Will it be Abby Bishop? I really don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they try and contain the incredible strength that the um, uh, Sydney Flames have out on the floor. Well, Donna Lofthagen didn't play last time these two teams met. She has come in later in the season, so it would give them a little bit more stability in defence if she did go to Natalie Porter. Yeah, I think so. And, and one of the problems that Donna might have in that matchup is that Porter actually has a pretty good outside game. I mean, she can really bang bodies inside. I don't think people give enough respect to her ability to play the perimeter game. And that might be a little bit difficult for Donna to, uh, to match up on. But I think that's the likely way that this will fall. Two of the premier coaches of the WNBL also going head-to-head tonight. Carrie Graff, a four-time championship coach including one with Sydney back in 1993. She's got a 76% win record in the WNBL. Up against Karen Dalton, the coach of the Sydney Uni Flames. She's coached Sydney to five consecutive grand finals before missing the playoffs last season. She has a 66% win record. Head-to-head, Dalton leads Graf eight games to seven. 
Gee, uh, Graf, you'd really like to square the ledger at eight all tonight. Absolutely. They're both competitive beasts. So, you know, there's a lot of not only um, pride for the team on the line, but personal pride for both the coaches. And they know each other incredibly well. They're, you know, former um, coaches together with the Australian Opals team. Um, and, you know, they've just coached against each other for years and years on end. They also, I think, I suspect they might have actually played against each other. I'm not entirely sure, but I would imagine that their playing careers would have overlapped. So there's a bit of history between those two as well. Michelle, you've coached the Canberra Capitals for a couple of seasons back in the earlier 90s That's in right. the WNBL. What tactics and matchups and possible mind games could we expect between the two coaches tonight? Look, I think that either team will come out tonight and they will really want to get the ascendancy right from the start of the game. I think there's a couple of things that are going to be key. The first is that the Capitals have to have this level of defensive intensity that we saw them bring to the floor last week um, in order to be able to compete with the Sydney Flames. They'll also need to look to probably mix up their defense, um, the defensive uh, uh, plays that they're playing, you know, a bit of extended court pressure, you know, a bit of man, maybe throw a little bit of zone in there at times just to break up the momentum that Sydney tend to get into offensively. The other thing is neither team will want either group to get into any sort of transition game. We saw last week when the Capitals got into their transition game, they looked outstanding and really effective. So I'm sure that during the week, Dolphs would have been uh, doing a fair bit of scouting and that's one of the things that they would have talked about tonight. Canberra and Sydney, they have some real potency behind the three-point perimeter. Sydney have the top three players in the league for three-point percentage. Natalie Porter, Michaela Dompkins, Kristen Veal sitting right behind those in fourth and fifth positions are the Capitals, Kelly Abrams and Jess Bibby. It could be a real shootout from the three-point line tonight. It could be, and, and I would be surprised if we don't see a lot from the perimeter, but I think the key to the game uh, tonight will be to see that not only are we looking at perimeter games from both units, but they really need to get some good, solid dis discipline offensively. They need to be ensuring that they're getting some inside-outside game happening. They're getting good rotations happening because that'll enable their perimeter game to open up. Well, let's hear from the coach of the Sydney Uni Flames now, Karen Dalton. Well, Karen Dalton, your first trip of two to Canberra and it should be an interesting match. Last time you had to uh, worry about Nat Porter and her health, but Rachel Herrick stepped up. I guess tonight you're going to throw a few more tricks at us? <laughs> no, I think it'll be a tough game. Um, uh, obviously the series for them is on the line and we obviously want to get the split over them in today's game. So, you know, look, they're a good quality team and um, I think it'll be a really good game. It's an interesting lineup. Your bench is so deep and you've had the confidence to be able to go to them when you've had to change things. Yeah, no, I've got some really good young kids in the team and, um, you know, I think the experience of the older girls has, you know, really helped them develop throughout the season and um, I have no hesitation in going to any of them because I, I think they're, they're really good. You're right, we are deep. Good luck tonight. Thanks. Well, Eleanor Sharp, after an interesting game last week, it's going to be tough the latter leading Sydney Uni play. Yeah, Sydney are really, I think, uh, the benchmark of the season, of this WNBL season. Um, they've got you know, at least seven or eight deep who would be starters on any team in this league and uh, they've just got some outstanding scoring uh, ability as well and uh, just some just some all-around class in some Opal veterans such as Chris Fallon and Alicia Poto and Natalie Porter and Kristen Veal. I mean, there's, there's the four players that you'd have on your team any day. So, you know, this should be a really tough game, but I think uh, these girls are equal to the task and uh, they're certainly prepared well and uh, should be a good game. Any injuries to worry about coming in tonight? 
Um, not as far as I'm aware. Sober runs fairly fit. And, uh, yeah, we're ready to go. All of it. Thank you. Craig Gravel catching up with the acting assistant coach of the Canberra Capitals, Eleanor Sharp there. Well, we're just a few minutes away from a start, Michelle. What are you tipping tonight? Oh, look, it's a tough one to call. I, I think it'll be a big ask for the Capitals to actually get over uh, Sydney tonight. You know, they'll have to be on the top of their game. Not to say that it's not beyond them, but they'll definitely have to be on the top of their game. So, um, you know, we'll just have to see what see what happens. But I'm, I'd love to say the Capitals, but I, I'm, not, I'm not prepared to say one way or the other. <laughs> Full house at Southern Cross Stadium in Telgrenong for this battle. G, it is going to be a big match. It's third versus first on the WNBL ladder. The starting five for the Canberra Capitals are out on court. Noticeably, Tracy Beattie is not out there. It's Abby Bishop, Donna Lofhagen, the captain Kelly Abrams, Jess Bibby and also Tully Bevilacqua. Interesting, not going with Beattie. Not surprising because there's some real match-up problems for Tracy with this Sydney group. She's just... You know, she's a great player, but she does have some restrictions in her mobility, so that really created match-up problems for them. Starting five for the Sydney Uni Flames, it's Veal, Poto, Porter, Fallon and Anufiaki. Referees for this evening's game, Peter Wright, Drew Meads and Damian Neepeth. Just about set for a tip-off here at Southern Cross Stadium. It's round 12 of the WNBL, and Peter Wright about to get things underway. It's Bishop up against... Porter in the jump ball. Porter won it back into the backcourt to Poto, who immediately feeds Veal outside the three-point perimeter. Ifiaki has it now, being guarded by Bishop. She makes her way to the elbow inside the paint. Bishop got hands the ball. The shot wasn't effective. Bevelacker on the transition, pushes it down the left court. Abrams fires for the three. Almost an offensive board to Bishop, but it was grabbed by Ifiaki, and she sets up in the backcourt to Poto. Being pressed, though, by Tully Bethelakwa, four-time defensive player of the year in the WNBL. Poto has gone down with an angle. She oh. is down, Michelle, and she doesn't look good. There's been a timeout called by the referee. Yes, yeah, it's not good. Not the start that Poto would be wanting. She's looking in quite a bit of pain there, so hopefully that's not going to put her out of the game and it's just a jar of some sort and we'll see her back on the floor because it would be a shame for this game to lose a player of Poto's cap- uh, cap- capability this early on appears to have done some kind of damage to her left ankle, it could yeah, be there. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's just, ankles are one of those things where you give a little roll, they hurt like hell for the first bit, but sometimes they just bounce back. Musselwhite has to check into the game earlier than it expected. Alicia Poto out injured. Musselwhite feeds it into the front court. There's a foul against Donna Lofhagen mm. on Natalie Porter in the paint, but there was no shot being articulated no. there from Porter? No, that was an interesting call. I actually think that Porter on the flash cut action might have actually put a bit of bar arm on Los Hagen and they saw the second one, but never mind. Veal from the inbound pass on the offensive baseline. Feeds Muscle White. Bevelacqua guarding her. Oh. Bibby with the intercept. Great play on the fast break transition. Goes all the way down the right lane. And the first points of the night to Jess Bibby. Credit Tully Bevelacqua with that steal. She actually put so much pressure on Muscle White that she coughed up the... Oh! And then Kelly Abrams performs a steal on Kristen Veal, but she goes cross-court in the process. Yeah, good signs defensively from the Capitals to start. You know, two quick, well, potentially steals anyway, but that's the sort of intensity they'll need to play with all evening. Trish Fallon brings it in from centre court to Ifiaki, who backs it back out to Fallon. She has the ball tapped away by Abrams, regathers now Fallon, feeds Muscle White at the top, passes to Ifiaki. She's outside the perimeter, feeds it to Porter at the elbow, being guarded by Lef Hagen, fakes the shot, drives to the key. Has it blocked though, beautiful work from Donna Lof Hagen, 
as she gets the rebound, passes to Abrams. The Capitals off to a good start. They lead 2-0 in the opening minute and a half. Certainly is a good start. They're looking great in uh, defence and the offensive uh, play so far. Oh, Ooh, Abrams has slipped over on the three-point perimeter. Gets to her feet now. Easy transition here for Ifiaki down the court. Pops it in off the glass. Yeah, just, you know, a little slip, coughs the ball up. That thing ha- sort of thing happens in the game, but I'm sure that that will be the last you'll see of that sort of thing. Two points all here. Eight minutes remaining in the first quarter. Bibby brings it into the front court for the Capitals to Bishop Abrams, being guarded by Fallon. Tries to get past it, then backs back out on the dribble outside the three-point perimeter. And the six seconds on the shot clock. From the left-hand elbow, fires up a prayer. Couldn't get it. Muscle White, the quick rebound. Down to... Veal on the quick transition down the court. Bounce pass to Ifiaki. She's up to four points for the Sydney Uni Flames. Yeah, Capitals have to watch that the uh, Sydney Flames don't start to get their transition game going. Bibby lights up from just inside the three-point. Hits the back of the iron. Good rebound there coming from Musselwhite. She's into the thick of the action after replacing Alicia Poto, who's gone off injured. Fallon has it knocked away by Bevilacqua, and then she's fouled by Fallon. Bevilacqua looking to go. On the quick transition down the court, Fallon copped her high around the head with the reach in. Well, that's right. You know, I think what's, what's interesting, it's quite physical out on the floor. When you look at some of the matchups, Capitals are actually switching up quite a bit in their man-to-man defense. So they've got the ability to do that because they have some match-up problems anyway. But the, the physical nature of the game is interesting. Bevilacqua drives oh. all the way down the right lane, cutting baseline. Great job, good penetration, nice hesitation, got the defence to stand up and away she goes. Four points all, seven minutes remaining between the Canberra Capitals and Sydney Uni Flames. Opening quarter at Southern Cross Stadium in Canberra. Here's Musselwhite, she's blocked by Bishop but there's a push out on Bishop called and it will send Musselwhite to the foul line. The crowd not happy with that one Michelle. Crowd not happy, commentator not particularly happy either but you know... They've got the whistles, they see the game the way that they see it. So that'll put Russell White to the line. Be a nice way for her to open up the score tonight. Just knock down two easy ones from the foul line, get yourself into the game. And Abby Bishop even more unhappy as Russell White <laughs> fires in the first free throw. That's her first points of the evening. Let's see how she goes with the second. Nothing but net. Good work from Michelle Russell White. Gets to a six point to four lead. She's a bit of an unknown factor, Russell White. Some nights she'll light it up, other nights... She's unpredictable. Abrams with a quick reply down the court. Pulls up from just beyond the free throw line. Yeah, look, defensively, Sydney were missing then. I think they had some confusion about their matchup. Gee, Bevilac were really putting on a hard press at the moment in the backcourt. Absolutely, and that's what they need to do. Put the pressure in the backcourt so that Sydney can't get set in their half-court game. She knocks it away from Veal again. Veal not happy with the treatment. Bounce pass to Ifiaki. Right-hand elbow. Pops up the shot. Can't make it. Muscle White with a fresh 24 seconds offensive rebound. Knocked away by Bevilacqua. Gets it to Ifiaki. Sydney just needs to settle down here. They have it with Porter. She feeds under the basket to Ifiaki who puts up the shot, drains it off the glass and draws the foul. Abby Bishop up to two personals early going. Yeah, not a good sign for the Capitals. Bishop's had troubles with foul problems early in the game in the last throughout the season. And, you know, really what hurt her there was she just didn't adjust quickly enough off the ball and got beaten on a flash cut action. She was always going to be in trouble then and had no option but to foul. She is the second leading fouler in the league, Opie Bishop, and consequently she's been subbed out of the game. Checking in for the Capitals is Tracy Beattie. Here's the three-point play from Ifiaki. She's up to seven points in the opening four minutes. Well, that's right. The Capitals are going to have to step up their defence on her. The problem is you do that and someone else lets loose. (laughs) She had 20 points and seven rebounds back in round six against the Capitals. 
was a nightmare for Carrie Graff that night and she started beautifully for Karen Dalton tonight. Abrams with a quick pass to Bibby outside the perimeter. Underneath the basket receiving was big Tracy Beatty. She's fouled by Natalie Porter under the basket. Don't think there was any shooting going on there. It'll be a Capitals inbound ball on the offensive baseline. That's right. You know, and I've talked a bit about the matchup problems that Tracy has. The same thing for the uh, uh, Sydney Uni Flames. They've got a matchup on Tracy in the paint as well. Capitals turn it over. Here comes Sydney down the court. Ethiaki to bounce pass. It was came off the foot of Bevilacqua. Kept in play by Sydney. Pretty physical out there at the moment. Fallon fires with a turnaround. Jay, the right-hand baseline, only looked at the basket for a split second. That's all she needs. She's been playing the game for a long time. She knows where that basket is, and you give her half a second to get the shot off, and she'll nail them consistently. Checking in for the Sydney Uni Flames is Michaela Dompkins replacing Trish Fallon. And Dompkins, since coming from the AIS, is having an outstanding year. Yeah, she has. And I think she's fitted in well to the Sydney lineup. And she's got, you know, reduced pressure from what she had playing with the AIS because she's got players around her to take the load. She's averaging 11 points per game. Coming off the bench this season as Beatty posts up against Porter. Puts up the shot. Wouldn't drop though, Dompkins got the rebound, pushes to Ethiaki, she's been on the transition all night, fakes the pass, then she gives it to Porter, the two to Ethiaki, nine points in the opening four and a half minutes to Ifa Ethiaki as the first time out of the evening is called by the Canberra Capitals coach, Carrie Graff. Two things that I think Graffy will be wanting to talk to about, talk to the girls about in this time out is one, they have to do a better job of contesting the boards. Sydney are getting their transition game going just simply because they're getting the possession at the defensive end of the floor and they're able to kick it out and, and run. You know, Afiaki's probably sitting on nine points. Let's say seven of those would have come out of transition basketball. So they, they really need to just slow down the transition game and, and contain that. Uh, you know, defensively, the Capitals are looking pretty good. You know, they're putting them under quite a bit of pressure, but uh, Sydney's looking in a nice rhythm out there, so it'll be um, something that Graffy will be wanting to do. They'll be wanting to disrupt Sydney at the offensive end of the floor. It's quite physical out there at the moment, Michelle, particularly at this end of the court where the Capitals are defending. They're not really giving Sydney space when they bring the ball down slowly, but it's on the transition when Sydney are getting free that's causing the headaches for the Capitals at the moment. That's right, and that's exactly, you know... I would imagine that the Capitals' game plan is to actually put a lot of backcourt pressure on the guards so that they disrupt them out of their half-court game, they use up the clock and then they have to get a quick shot off in the half-court. But the key, you're right on that, is that they must stop the Sydney transition game. Sydney Uni Flames lead the Canberra Capitals 13 points to 6, 5 minutes 22 remaining in this first quarter at Southern Cross Stadium in Canberra. Bevilacqua receives in the backcourt for the Canberra Capitals, running the point guard calling the number one play at the moment. Passes to Abrams, back to Bevilacqua outside the right-hand perimeter. Firing from abroad is Abrams, hit the back of the iron, couldn't convert. She hit four three-pointers last time these two teams met. That one wouldn't trot. She's zero from two from the three-point arc tonight. And there is a foul, an offensive one against Eva Ifiaki. She was posting up against Tully Bevilacqua inside the key. And she just put a bit of body work on Tally. Well, she did. Well, Tally did such a great job of uh, getting good position on her in the post that she to try and get a steal, she actually had to push her out of the way. And the rest saw that. Unusual. Abrams running the show at the moment now, bringing the ball up for the Canberra Capitals. Right-hand dribble. Michaela Dopkins guarding her. Bounce pass to Bibby was dangerous. Muscle White got a hand in there, knocked it over court, straight onto the Canberra Capitals bench. Interesting, Poto's back on the floor, so that ankle injury must be okay. So that's a good sign for the Sydney Flames. Kristen Veal and also Trish Fallon checking in for Natalie Porter. Coming off for the Sydney Uni Flames. 
Fevalacqua feeds it in the left-hand quarter to Jess Bibby. She lights up. She runs to the foul line, drains the shot, got the shooter's roll off the basket. She loves that. Strong penetration at the foul line and uh, just a nice little jumper and converts it. Michaela Dobkins on the right-hand dribble up the top of the perimeter for the Sydney Uni Flames. They lead 13 points to 8. Fallon back to Dobkins. They like to win the rotations here. Boring for a three points is Alicia Poto back onto the court after going off with an ankle injury. She comes back with a vengeance. Making up the lost time. Abrams, can she get the quick response for the Capitals? They trail 8 points to 16 at the moment. Bevelacqua fires to three. It hits the back of the iron. Everything going Sydney's way at the moment. Kristen Veal on the transition. Feeds it to Fallon. Right hand baseline. She doesn't miss those. Exactly where she hit the last shot from. She loves that spot. Anything on the baseline corner there, either side of the floor, and she'll consistently knock it down. Capitals are forced to call a timeout. The momentum's really starting to swing Sydney's way, and Carrie needs to do something to stop the momentum, whether it be a timeout. And whether she'll... She's not happy in that timeout there. I can hear the uh, footboard... Uh, banging away on the floor there, so I'm sure she's having some pretty strong words to say. Well, it is the uh, taller, more mobile players of Sydney at the moment that are really causing a few headaches, the likes of Trish Fallon, Eva Ifiaki. They're providing some real match-up problems for Carrie Graff at the moment. They certainly are. You look at the uh, scorers, we've got Ifiaki with nine points for the Sydney Flames, and uh, for the Capitals, you know, Jess Bibby's got four, and then we've got a couple of players with two, but they're not getting any getting any real offensive firepower happening. Is that the problem for the Canberra Capitals? They have some excellent tall players, not so mobile. Abby Bishop and also Tracy Beattie. Some excellent smaller players in uh, the likes of Kelly Abrams, also Jess Bibby, and of course Tally Bevelacqua. But the in-between players, they appear to be lacking somewhat. Look, I think... Sydney's a very, very difficult group to match up with generally. Most teams struggle against it because they have a good size and their bigs have a lot of mobility, which creates problems. They've got strong guards and they've got a big guard in Veal, you know. She's got a bit of size, so she can take you inside and outside. So, you know, that really does create match-up problems for most groups. Girls checking in for the remaining four minutes of this first quarter is an 18-8 to point lead in favour of the Sydney Uni Flames. Camera Capitals ball in the front court. Bibby has it, being guarded by Veal in the right-hand corner. Drives under the basket, kicks it back out. Bevel Aqua fakes the three, drives to the foul line, flicks it to Beattie under the basket. She's right underneath, has to put it up overhead. It juggled in and out, did a lap of the ring. Didn't drop, though. Here comes Sydney on the transition. Ifiaki, the danger player at the moment. Feeds it back outside to Veal. She goes inside to Fallon. Posting up on Beattie. Bounce past Godomkins. Right-hand corner. Shoots over Abrams. Almost dropped. Ifiaki got the offensive board, but called for a second offensive foul. This time on Donna Lofthagen. Yeah, look, personally, I think that one was a little bit soft. I didn't think there was much contact in that actual... Uh contest, but the rest flown it that way. What I'm, I'm liking about Sydney is the way that they're actually getting after the boards, you know, both at the defensive end and the offensive end, they're really aggressively trying to get possession, and you know, possession is nine-tenths of the game. Eva Ifyaki is subbed out of the game, replaced by Natalie Porter, not a bad substitution for Sydney all the same. Their leading scorer tonight being replaced by their leading scorer for the season. It's out of court on the Capitals' offensive baseline. They'll bring it in with three minutes three remaining on the first quarter clock, but they trail by ten points. Yeah, Capitals' shooting percentage would be relatively low. I think they really aren't getting much to drop for them tonight. Oh, the inbound pass. It actually appeared to come off Tully Bevilacqua, but the referee was turning his head as the ball was coming towards his head, 
Michelle Musselwhite got the first hand in there, but he has ruled it. A Canberra Capitals ball in the front court. Bevilacqua drives to the basket, feeds it back outside to Bibby. She pops up the left hand, Jay, can't drop it. Fallon gets the rebound, drives down the court, awkward looking pass into the back court. Here comes Musselwhite, feeds Veal, back to Musselwhite, into the front court now for the Sydney Uni Plains. Porter, beyond the right-hand perimeter, elects not to take the shot, gets it back outside to Donkins, who goes to Porter, uses her muscle beautifully, and drains it off the bar. Absolutely fantastic work from Porter. She made great cut action, got good position, and just rolled off the body of Tracy Beattie for that shot. 20 points to 8 as Bibby lights up from the free-throw line. It wouldn't drop. What can Canberra Capitals do here as Sydney come along with the transition down the court? Two minutes, 14 remaining. Sydney turn it over. Loft Hagen, the intercept for the Capitals. Yeah, Capitals need to find someone who's really going to step it up for them and, you know, look to take the offensive charge and get some good shot opportunities happening. Bibby to Bevilacqua at the top of the arc. Feeds it to Beattie underneath the basket. That's better. Knocks it in off the glass. That's right. They went to Tracy's strength there. Give her the ball down in the low post and let her just go strong to the basket. She was patient. She had poise and she converted the shot. 20 points to 10. A 10-point margin in front of the ladder leaders, the Sydney Uni Flames. Bevilacqua. gets the steal and Abrams passes to Bibby down the court. Drives left-hand lane. Was she fouled? Referee didn't call it. Sydney. On the transition, Bibby missed the shot. I need a whistle. I want to call that one myself. Musselwhite. Seville, all unguarded, just goes past Tracy Beatty unattended and lays it in down the right lane. It's just looking uh, really disorganised from the Capitals. They need to, you know, get back to the intense defence they played, up there in communication and just really get out there and shut down Sydney. The general, Kelly Abrams for the Capitals, to Loft Hagen, back to beat and Abrams is fouled as she drove her way towards the left-hand baseline and the foul, was it called against Trish Fallon there, Michelle? Donkins there that got called on that one. She just didn't have any lateral movement and uh, Kelly beat her on the first step and she was forced to hold on that one. That'll put Kelly on the foul line, so, you know, hopefully we'll be able to nail these two. Natalie Hurst checks into the game for the Capitals, replacing Jess Bibby, who has a sit-down. That's the story of the Capitals' night tonight. You don't often see Kelly Abrams miss a foul shot. She has missed the first free throw. Her team trails 22 points to 10. One minute five remaining on the first quarter clock. It's third versus first on the WNBL. She misses both free throws. That is very uncharacteristic. She's 75% from the charity strike this year. Loft Hagen gets a hand. Feeds it to hers. Back to Loft Hagen. Down the right lane. She's fouled on the way to the basket. Yeah, that's right. It was a good hand from Loft Hagen. Uh, you know, she's... She's actually quite um, good. She's got good anticipation. Perhaps that's from her netball um, trade. But, you know, she's got really good anticipation. She often gets hands in and, and knocks the ball loose. So um, she'll go to the foul line. Hopefully she'll be able to make these foul shots. First time out of the evening called by Karen Dalton, the coach of the Sydney Uni Flames, with 57 seconds remaining in this first quarter. It's interesting, Donna Lofthagen has represented not only New Zealand at basketball, but also netball, obviously a very talented sports lady. Well, she is, and so, you know, that's a, quite an achievement for anyone to be able to represent their team, their, um, team interna- their, sorry, their, their country in interna- at an international level in two sports. So, um, you know, and not only that, she's quite an amazing person, you know, she studies at university and all the rest of it. So, you know, a high achiever by all, re- all, all reports. She has really given some steel to this Canberra Capitals lineup since coming in midway through the season, averaging eight points a game, 
Six rebounds also. Had a great game last week against Adelaide. She had ten rebounds and also seven points. But she is in there more as a defensive stopper rather than a scorer. But she is able to add a few points as well. Well, that's right. You know, she picks up a few bo- uh, points. She gets on the boards and does a job for the Capitals there. But it's the little stuff she does. And she just, she's just a good team person as well. And that adds so much to the group. So um, she's, it's great to have Donna back with the team this season. Girls making their way back onto the court here. It will be Donna Loth-Hagen to shoot a pair of free throws. Let's see how she goes from the line. The first is juggled in and out. Kristen Veal broke there from the line. Did she think it was one shot only? Maybe she did. There's one shot remaining for Donna Loth-Hagen here with the second free throw. Can she reduce the 12-point deficit? The second one is nothing but net. Kristen Veal doing the ball handling duties for the Sydney Uni Flames. Brings it up right wing. Bounce pass to Musselwhite. Being guarded by Bevilacqua. Feeds it to Veal. Right hand corner right. Next to our broadcast box here at Southern Cross Stadium. Across the key. Fallon lights up for the three and she hits the triple. Yeah, look, Fallon just got some open space. Made a nice shallow cut and uh, was able to receive the ball on the perimeter off of a, a skip pass and knock it down over a big chase speedy hand. Bevilacqua fires it back out to Abrams who just fumbled the ball so she couldn't get the catch and shoot shot up from beyond the arc. Gets it back now from Nat Hurst. Gets a screen from Tracy Beatty. Feeds Beatty under the basket. Tries to go off the glass. Almost got her own rebound. Was spoiled by her teammate Loth Hagen. Consequently, down the court comes Sydney Veal. Left hand elbow. Feeds Porter. Drives strongly to the basket. The alley-oop off the rebound. Back out to Fallon who knocks it in with the left hand hook. Pops it in beautifully. 27 to 11. Sydney lead, Loth Hagen on the buzzer, fires from abroad, and she can't make the bucket. At quarter time at Southern Cross Stadium, round 12 of the WNBL, the Sydney Uni Flames with a 16-point lead over the Canberra Capitals, 27 points to 11. Michelle Hocking, Canberra have a lot of work to do. They have an awful lot of work to do, and you know, against a team like uh, the Sydney Uni Flames with the depth that they have, you can't wait until the last quarter to start making your run at, at the a team of this calibre, so they really need to find some answers now. They've got to step it up and they've got to make sure that when they step back out on the floor after this quarter time break, that they are ready to play and they are going to put their uh, stamp on this game. On the other hand, take nothing away in the world from Sydney because they just had an outstanding quarter, 27 points. I know it's early going, but that means they're on track for the 100-point game (laughs) and they are just very potent at the moment. Oh, absolutely. You know, there isn't a player on the Sydney lineup who stepped out on the floor that you don't have to worry about. You know, uh, every single player out there can, can knock down an open shot if you give it to them. They can all get out in the lanes and run the lanes, and they can all put the ball on the floor and penetrate. So they're really, really difficult to match up on. Um, you know, and I don't know what the answer is against a team like Sydney. you just got to play hard, honest, persistent, um, passionate basketball to, to compete with them. What can the Canberra Capitals do to lock down that fast transition game that Sydney are currently playing? Look, what they do need to do is put a focus on possession. So the first thing that they need to do is ensure that at the offensive end of the floor that they're actually getting good shots off. And what I mean by that is they have to be shots that they're taking when they've got rebounders in the paint, when they're able to contest the, the boards. The second thing that you have to do is actually actively get after the offensive boards because what that does, it puts you in position to contest it, A, and B, to be able to put some pressure on the rebounder if the defensive team comes up, put the pressure on the rebounder and slow down the outlet pass to enable your teammates 
to recover and get into the lanes and, and slow down the runners. And Eva Ifiaki, she had an outstanding first quarter, nine points, and the majority of them came in the first five minutes. She's a real hard player to match up on because she is quite well built, got a little bit of height about her, but also some pace. She can take the ball inside, shoot it from the outside. Right. Who can the Canberra Capitals go with her on the second quarter? Well, you know, you'd be thinking maybe you'd be looking at an Abrams or a Tully who would just, you just want them out there to put it under a lot of pressure, have active hands and make it difficult for her. But the problem they have with that is that it creates other match-up problems. Well, starting five, back on the court for the second quarter, checking in for her first run of the night for the Sydney Uni Flames is Rachel Herrick. She's joined by Fallon, Poto, Dompkins and Porter as the Canberra Capitals take the ball in the front court. Hurst fires for three and makes it from beyond the perimeter. That's great to see, you know, that Natty steps out on the floor and she's confident enough to uh, take the shots when they come away. Five for the Canberra Capitals this quarter is Beattie, Hurst, Lockhagen, Bevilacqua and also Abrams. So some good matchups out there. Herrick up against Beattie at the moment. That matchup will be interesting between the two tools. Dompkins feeds the Porter, being guarded by Lofthagen, kicks it back outside. A two-point J came from Herrick. She couldn't make it. Alicia Poto, the smallest player on the court, gets the offensive rebound for the Sydney Uni Flames. Herrick's actually a much better matchup for Tracy Beattie. Uh, so, you know, she'd be a little bit pleased with that. Having said that, they've had to switch defensively and she's on Porter at the moment. But I'm sure they'll switch that back fairly quickly. Flames ball in the front court on the left-hand flank. Comes in from Fallon, Dompkins, passes over the top to Porter, who fires from three, hit the front of the ring, couldn't make it. Abrams hands the ball, and it's knocked out of court by Trish Fallon. It will be a Canberra Capitals ball on the defensive baseline. Yeah, the Capitals came out, first score of the game, of the quarter, sorry, that's what they need. They want to come down here again and get another score. That's what they need to do. Scores and stops, scores and stops. Loft Hagen at the left-hand elbow, thinks about the turnaround, Jay, passes backwards. Kelly Abrams just keeps it in the front court before it goes into the backcourt. She shoots with five seconds remaining on the shot, can't drain the three-pointer. Porter, got a courageous rebound for Sydney. Here comes their transition game. Crosses across the court to Donkins. Now it's in the right-hand corner. Podo to Porter. There's a whistle by the referee. Let's wait on the call. It may be a foul against the Canberra Capitals. Yeah, I would imagine that's been called on Tracy Beattie. Uh, Herrick and Beattie were pretty physical in the paint there and uh, from the story of the night, really, and Beattie got pinged for that one. Kylie Lange checking in for her first minutes for the Canberra Capitals. Yeah, so she'll probably match up on Porter, I think. She is now. As they look for Porter from the inbound pass, they find her. Pass comes back to Poto. She's on the left-hand perimeter, drives, pulls up in front of Hurst. Can't drain the bucket though. Hurst got the rebound on the quick dribble. Left hand, that's her preferred side. Bounce pass down the court. Bevelac or outside the perimeter. Feeds Lange. Will she throw up the shot? She's fouled as she does. Kylie Lange having an immediate impact as she comes onto the court. That's absolutely fantastic to see Kylie Lange step out on the floor and actually look to be an offensive threat. One of the things that she needs to really develop in her game, defensively she's really solid, you know, but at the offensive end of the floor she often passes up her own options. So that's a really good sign to see Kylie step out there and actually look to take her own option. She has been stereotyped as a defensive only player because she's averaging 13 minutes this season but only one point per game as she misses the first free throw. Let's see how she goes on the second. She's only 57%. This season she drains the second free throw. Yeah, that's good. That's a good start for Kylie, and hopefully she'll continue to do that. I think 
a good matchup for her on Porter, so that that's uh, good for the Capitals. Capitals implementing a full court press. Sydney managed to bring it into the front court. Toto has the ball, being guarded frenetically by Hurst at the moment. Down to nine seconds on the shot clock. Bounce pass finds Porter. She pulls up at the free throw line, looks to go off the back of the iron, and rebound comes from Kelly Abrams. They can set up here the Canberra Capitals and shore things up in the second quarter, seven minutes 45 remaining. Yeah, Capitals are looking better defensively. They're doing a better job on the boards as well, and that's giving them some offensive uh, discipline. Abrams, the turnaround, Jay, couldn't make it. Bevilacqua intercepts, turnover here for Canberra. Beatty tries to throw up the shot. She's fouled as she goes to the basket, and she will go to the line to shoot a pair. The foul is being called on, may have been called on Natalie Porter. Yeah, I think that's actually Porter's third foul. So that's a little bit of a danger for the Sydney Uni Flames. So she'll take some time, sit on the bench. She's experienced, so, you know, she'll come back out there and play it smart. Eva Ifiaki has two personal fouls to her name. She's checked back into the game for Natalie Porter. Porter has just had an absolutely outstanding season this year, hasn't she? She shot 17 points last time these two teams played in only 18 minutes because she was coming back from wisdom teeth surgery. Well, yes, that's right. And, you know, Porter is a class player and she's played uh, internationally um, and in other leagues around the world. And she's a great player. She's really found her home at Sydney. Tracy Beatty makes the second free throw, missed the first, however. Herrick has it in the front court for the Sydney Flames. Across the arc, through hands. Ibiaki, Fallon, makes her way to the elbow, almost travelled. Michelle thought she did. Defensive board almost came Sydney's way. Bevilacqua got to her hands and knees for the rebound. Passes to Abrams down the court. Hurst for a second three-pointer nails it. That's right. Maddie Hurst can knock him down any time. In state league last week, I think it was, she scored 48 points. And I think there was about 33 of them within three-point line. So you give her any space and she's going to knock it down consistently. Well, it's interesting because she probably has to come onto the court for Jess Bibby to shore things up at the defensive end. She can shoot the ball, but she's having a real impact at the offensive end. Here she goes again, pulls up at the elbow and neglects to take the shot, passes it back outside to Bevilacqua. Oh, Abrams has it knocked away from her. Muscle White falls on Abrams. Abrams takes it into the backcourt. It was almost a cross-court play. The referee, I think, might have given her the benefit of the doubt because it was almost a foul from... Muscle White, it's going to be a Canberra Capitals ball. It is going to be a Canberra. It looks like... Can I say that I think the referees might have gone on their Christmas break early? They've really been quite inconsistent in this game and sometimes that whistle is being put away. So, uh, interesting anyway. The girls, they just have to adjust to it and, uh, you know, get used to the game. Uh, one of the things that's difficult as a player and a coach is that when there's inconsistency in the way the game's flown, it's very hard to get any sort of rhythm going. But, you know, they're part of the game as well. And we all have bad nights. Karen Dalton has called her second time out of the evening with 6 minutes 25 remaining on the second quarter clock here. Sydney Uni lead 27 points to 19 for the Canberra Capitals. They've been on a good run in this second quarter, Michelle. They have, and Sydney have uh, only scored two points. Uh, sorry. Yeah, so, you know, the Sydney Uni Flames are scoring has slowed down quite a bit and the Capitals made some deficit into this uh, scoreline. So that's a good sign for the Capitals and they, it's good to see that they're doing it early in the game rather than trying to leave it to the last minute to make a run. Well, Sydney yet to score in this second quarter, so they are off, off to a slower start. Canberra have certainly shored things up at the defensive end of the court. 
and Nat Hurst is at its importance at the offensive end. That's right, and you know, that's the thing about the Capitals lineup is that they have any number of players who they're probably not recognised for their strength that they do have on the bench, and that's probably because often they're playing limited minutes. But, you know, there's some players sitting on the bench there that have great experience and can really add something to the lineup when they're injected. Inbound pass comes from Tully Bevilacqua into the backcourt to Hurst. Feeds Lange back outside to Hurst, drives left lane, pops it in. Natalie Hurst is really showing her stuff tonight, you know. She's got really strong guards matched up on against, against her, but she's just taking it at him. Up to eight points, leading scorer for the Capitals on the court. Ethiaki drives right-hand lane, couldn't knock it in off the glass. Here comes Bevilacqua on the transition for the Capitals. Flicks it back outside to Lange, finds Bevilacqua, feeds Lange all on her own under the basket, pops it in. Good to see, you know, it's the Capitals unsung heroes who are doing the job for them at the moment. Hurt, Lange, you know, they're really starting to make some solid contributions. Sydney have come to a walk in this second quarter. They have not scored and we've played almost five minutes. Turnaround Jay from Musselwhite. Beattie gets the rebound. The Canberra foul crowd is on its feet here at Southern Cross Stadium. They're willing their team along and sensing that they are well and truly back in this game. Absolutely. You know, Sydney must be asking questions. What do we need to do to slow this down? Hurst fakes the shot, drives left-hand lane, passes it to Lange, should have made the shot off the right-hand glass, missed it. Veal got the rebound for Sydney, bounce pass in the backcourt, finds Poto being guarded by Bevilacqua, wants to get away from that situation, passes to Fallon, drives, cutting baseline, pops it in nicely off the glass. Yeah, just a bit too quick for Tracy Beattie there, but, you know, she needs to get that help rotation coming across early to give her a hand on that matchup. 29 points to 23, Fallon scoring the first points of the quarter, at the five-minute mark for Sydney Uni, Hurst has the ball vacant in three-point territory. Passes to Bibby. Six seconds on the shot clock here for the Capitals. Fallon gets a hand there against Bibby. Bibby drives all the way. Can't knock it in. Lange gets the offensive board. Rips it down. And it's stripped by Eva Efiaki for the Sydney Uni Flames. Working at Deville. Inside the front court now. Musselwhite. She's played plenty of minutes since replacing Poto early. Poto is back onto the court. Veal dribbling on the right hand. Gets it past Hurst, pounce pass to Ifiaki. Fallon at the top of the perimeter, has the basketball. Passes to Musselmite, looks inside, Ifiaki, turn around Jay, converts off the glass. She's got great balance, you know, she can put some physical pressure on you and uh, use her body well, but retain her, bo- her body balance to be able to get a nice soft finish on the shot. Ifiaki, the first player on the court up to double figures for the night. She's on 11, four minutes remaining in this second term. If Bibby pulls up, can't make it. Lange, another offensive board. Doing a great job on the offensive boards for the Capitals, Lange. They get a fresh 24 seconds, the Capitals. Bevilacqua has it in the left-hand corner. Goes to Lange, back to Bevilacqua. Beattie under the basket. Gets a fortuitous bounce off the backboard and pops the basket in. Yeah, good recovery from Tracy there. You know, she's finding it difficult. She's under a lot of physical pressure. Um, She recovered well on that fumble. 31-25, Sydney Uni lead the Canberra Capitals. Exciting stuff here at Southern Cross Stadium. Fallon uses her experience to drive. She can't hit the bucket though. Hurst got a great tap from Beattie. She drives down the right-hand lane. Bounce pass to Bellamica. Turn around, Jay. Swats the shot and draws the foul. Yeah, look, good transition. Uh, Push the ball out early. Hurst put it on the floor and really took it at him. And found Pelle Bellamica in the in the lane. 
finished it off on a solid physical contest and hopefully now she'll step up to the line and finish this three-point play. Great position. The Capitals have done an outstanding job of getting themselves back into this game. Holly Bevelac were a terrific shot there off the right-hand glass. She's averaging seven points a game this season and she makes the free throw for the three-point conversion. Ifiaki now running the four for the Sydney Uni Flames. That's interesting. Veal not doing that job. She's at the left-hand elbow for the Flames. Dompkins receives from Ifiaki. Gets a screen from that player now. Dishes the pick and roll to Ifiaki. Pulls up on the key. Can't make it. Bishop back onto the court after a two early fouls. The rebound to Bibby. Transition down the court. Bounce pass to Bishop. Drives right-hand lane. Flicks it back outside to Bibby who lights up the two-point chase. Yeah, I think that that might be close to Bibby's first score for the night. So hopefully she'll start to get some rhythm. She might have four, four points or so. But, you know, she really hasn't got into an offensive rhythm. So it's good to see. Hopefully she'll get her offensive game going. Back to a one-point ball game. Sydney lead Canberra. Fallon fakes at the elbow. Drives left-hand lane and rolls it in. Yeah, look, there's experience. Trish Fallon knows that she needs to step up, that they need a leader on the floor, and she's got that experience and the skill and um, athleticism to be able to do it for the Sydney Flames. Abrams with the ball in the front court for the Capitals. Beatty flicks it back outside to Bever Lackwack, and there's a foot violation there on Michaela Domkins. It will be a Canberra Capitals ball, a fresh 24 seconds. Inbound pass, right-hand side of the court. And there's a substitution being called here for Sydney. Alicia Poto checking in, replacing Michelle Musselwhite, the player who replaced her when Poto came off injured early going in the first quarter. Musselwhite's played quite a few minutes since coming onto the court early. Yeah, she has. And, you know, she's an experienced player in the league and she can light the ball up, so you lose not very much from having her on the floor. Bibby with the pirouette under the basket. The shot didn't drop. Veal on the right-hand wing. Passes. G was ambitious. Down the court. Intercepted by Abrams. She drives all the way. Bounce pass. Comes out to Bibby. Drops it in off the roll. Good transition from the Capitals. They look good when they can get out and run the floor. Jess Bibby up to eight points for the evening. She hasn't looked that dangerous, but still scoring some very unassuming points in this contest. A minute 25 remaining in the first half. A wayward pass comes from the Sydney Uni Flames. Poto couldn't keep it in court. And there is a turnover. The Canberra Capitals will have the ball. The uh, Sydney Uni Flames are looking a little bit rattled out there tonight at the moment. So, you know, that's a good sign for the Capitals. 33 to 32. Sydney lead by a point here at Southern Cross Stadium. An electrified crowd in for this big contest. The last game for the Canberra Capitals before the Christmas break. Beattie put her toe on the line. Rather, she travelled underneath the basket. The score doesn't count off the glass. Sydney Uni Flames ball. Poto will bring it in in the backcourt. Guarding her was the Canberra Capitals coach, Carrie Graff, right next to her. <laughs> sure she was having a thing or two to say as well. Trish Fallon dribbles it up the court. Bounce pass to Ethiaki at the top of the perimeter. Bishop is guarding Fallon at the moment, who passes the ball to Veal. Misfired on the shot, overcooked it. Ethiaki got the offensive board, should have done better with the shot. It's knocked out of court. Bibby let it go. She thought it was off the Sydney Uni Flames, or at least she was hoping it would be. It wasn't, according to referee Damien Nemeth. Inbound pass to the Sydney Uni Flames. Poto feeds Fallon, who gets a lovely screen. Overcooked the shot, though. Beatty the rebound. Abrams pushes it down court to Bibby. Giving Sydney some of their own medicine with a quick transition to Canberra Capitals. 
Did he miss the three-point play? But Bishop got the offensive board for the Capitals. They reset up with 17 seconds now on the shot clock. 27 seconds remaining. So two plays left in the second quarter as Fallon intercepts the pass from Abrams. She brings it into the front court and Sydney can have the last play of the first half. Yeah, unfortunately it would have been nice for the Caps to have last possession or at least get the shot up and maybe go to the break. Up. But, you know, Sydney have it. I'm sure they'll call a clear out and they'll let Afiaki go to work. Sydney have scored just six points in this second quarter. Afiaki does that exact play that Michelle predicted. She's blocked by Tracy Beatty. And we've seen Tracy Beatty do that a few times this season. She is the leading blocker in the competition. And it is half time in this WNBL round. 12 clash between the Canberra Capitals and Sydney Uni Flames. The Flames lead 33 points to 32. Well, Canberra have reigned in a 16 point deficit to trail by just one point at half time. Yeah, absolutely outstanding effort to come back from that margin against the team at the caliber of the Sydney Uni Flames. It's outstanding effort. And you know what? It was the bench players who got the momentum really going for the Capitals in that half. You had Lange contributing, you had Hurst contributing, and once they stepped up and injected something into the group, you know, some of the starters and the players that have played substantial minutes got out there and actually started to get some rhythm going. So that was great to see. We will bring you all the first half stats very shortly on sportradio.com.au as well as the second half action between the Canberra Capitals and Sydney Uni Flames. Welcome back to Southern Cross Stadium for second half action between the Canberra Capitals and Sydney Uni Flames. The Flames lead the Capitals 33 points to 32. Sitting alongside me is former Canberra Capitals coach Michelle Hocking. How are the stats looking from the first half? Yeah, from the first half, I guess one of the things that stands out for me is that we have the Uni Flames with 11, 11 turnovers for the half. You know, you would be wanting a team like this should not be uh, probably racking up about that for a full game. So they'd be pretty unhappy with that. You know, that's largely due to the defensive pressure that the Canberra Capitals have put them under. So that's great. But um, <clears throat> the other thing that stands out is that the Sydney Flames are shooting a better percentage from all over the floor, but um, you know they they're shooting a better percentage from all over the floor. But they went on a 21 to six run, the Canberra Capitals against the Sydney Flames for that quarter. Well, 11 turnovers to the Sydney Uni Flames in the first half. They're only averaging 13 per game, Michelle. So the pressure from the Capitals has been terrific. It has, you know, and what an outstanding quarter that that second. Uh, quarter was for the Capitals, you know, and it really was, I believe, driven by the injection of some of the players off of the bench in, um, you know, Natalie Hurst, Kylie Lange, and then, you know, that sort of got the other girls into the game a bit, and Bibby went on a bit of a run and, and contributed to the to the game as well. And what about the individual stats from the first half? Leading point scorers on the court, Michelle, uh, in respect of both teams? Yeah, look, Natalie Hurst, eight points. We've got Jess Bibby with eight points as well for the Canberra Capitals. Not a bad little spread of scorers. We've got uh, Beatty and Bevlack with five each. Interestingly, Kelly Abrams has gone one from six from the floor. We would expect that, you know, she's the sort of player that'll step it up in the second half and she'll shoot at a better percentage than that. Both teams are back out on court, warming up a couple of minutes away from a start. Well, a little bit of news during the week, Michelle, that Narelle Henry, the Perth Lynx player, has retired uh, after playing 97 games in the WNBL. There are still seven home and away games remaining in the season, but electing not to go on and make the 100-game milestone. Yeah, I'm not sure what the circumstances were there for Narelle. Narelle's been in and out of the uh, league for several years. She was a 
um, an athlete at the AIS in the early days and was a dynamic player who uh, really, you know, I thought had a bright, bright future, but she's been in and out of the league. And, you know, you have to be really passionate and committed and um, have the support to be able to play in this league. These girls, most of them, uh, you know, do it for the love of the game. They don't get great financial reward out of it. So sometimes players have to make decisions about, you know, what their uh, priorities are in life. And Adelaide's two-star players, Kristen Rasmussen and also Aaron Phillips, both back from injury in a very big clash against Bulleen Melbourne tomorrow night, or Saturday night rather. Second versus fourth on the WNBL table. Two vital inclusions there. Oh, look, I mean, you know, we watched Adelaide last week against the Canberra Capitals and they are a different outfit without Erin Phillips. She just provides such an incredible um, uh, drive and uh, passion to their game. She's a great leader. She's a go-to player and she'll shut down any decent guard in this league, you know, when she applies herself to do it. Um, and to have, I can, cannot say her name, Rasmus. Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Rasmussen back into their lineup too. That's a great injection. So, you know, what a way to go into the Christmas break. And another, you know, what terrific games we've got leading into the Christmas break in the Defence Jobs WNBL. Tomorrow night, it is the Institute of Sport taking on Sydney Uni. So a road trip for Sydney. They back up after tonight's game at the AIS Training Hall. You can hear all the action with that on sportradio.com.au. Craig Gravel will bring you the call. Other games in round 12 of the WNBL. We mentioned Adelaide versus Bulleen Melbourne. And then on Saturday night, the AIS travelled to Townsville to round out before the Christmas break. So just the four encounters in this round 12 clash. A couple of teams having a well-earned rest in Perth and also Dandenong before they come back after the Christmas break. The round will resume on the 5th of January 2007, this 2006-07 season. We're just about set for resumption of the second half here at the Southern Cross Stadium in Canberra. 33-32, to the Sydney Uni Flames lead the Canberra Capitals. Veal hasn't had much of an impact in this game as yet. You know, she's been, uh, um, she's been low on scoring and she's only got two points so far for the game and hasn't had a big impact at the offensive end of the floor, so we might see her step it up a little bit in the uh, second half. Alicia Poto gets things underway for the Sydney Uni Flames in this second half. It's third versus first on the WNBL ladder. Veal swings it to Fallon, who's open for the two-point. Can't hit the shot. Offhand, Bevilacqua pushes down the court. Pass to Bibby. Elects not to drive right-hand lane and backs it out on the jewel outside the perimeter. Feeds it to Bibby. Beatty, rather, at the elbow. Across the key. To Bevilacqua drives all the way down left-hand lane. And she's called for... Was it a travel? Or is it a blocking foul off the ball? I think they've called Los Hagen on a... Uh, yeah, an offensive blocking foul there. Uh, I didn't actually see it. It's a little hard from this angle, but that's what the call was. Offensive... So, big call there from the referee to get this second half underway. Nine minutes, 22 remaining in the third quarter. Veal finds Poto outside the three-point perimeter. Bounce pass inside the paint. Ethiaki on the pivot. Pops up the shot. One drop. Lofhagen, the rebound. To Bibby. Left-hand dribble down the court. Bevilacqua very quick on the receive. Packs it back outside to Bibby. Pulls up for the shot. Veal may have got a hand in there. The shot came. Lofhagen got hands the ball against Ethiaki. It's called out of court on Lofhagen. She's not happy with the call. No, she's not. Or the non-call maybe with a bit of a foul coming from Ethiaki. That's what Donna Lofhagen was suggesting. 
Yeah, and I probably disagree with her on this occasion, but uh, anyway, you know, like it's, it's a, like a quick, fast, frenetic pace this first couple of minutes of this game. Two players, Ifiaki and Lofhagen, were going very hard at the basketball. Both had eyes for it. Porter posts up against Lofhagen and drains the bucket. She's so incredibly strong there to be able to, you know, ride that physical contact and have such good balance and be able to finish off that shot. Beattie cut towards the basket. Lofhagen instead went to Bevelacqua, who loads up with a three-point jump. Yeah, that's good to see. You know, Tully needs to be taking those shots when they come her way, and she'll be feeling good about knocking that one down. Fallon swings the ball to Veal, offloading now to Ifiaki. Beattie guarding her, a mismatch there. Ifiaki dribbles to the elbow, backs it back out to Fallon, who fires abroad. It missed. Ifiaki, the offensive ball, kicks it back outside to Natalie Porter, dribbles the ball, crossover dribble, passes to Veal. Ifiaki now, just outside the paint, passes to Poto. Veal, a long way outside the perimeter, receives the pass. Looking to distribute inside, goes to Porter, six seconds on the shot clock, backs it in off the left-hand backboard. Here she comes, you know, she's just got that look in her eye. She's ready to take over this game, so they'll keep going to her while she's ready to do that. Beatty to Bibby, outside the perimeter waiting is Bevelacca, right hand corner driving against Fallon, her Opal's or former Opal's teammate, she draws the foul as she goes underneath the basket, let's wait on the call from the referee here, it will be an inbound pass on the baseline for the Capitals Yeah look, Bevelacca was just too quick on that penetration then for Fallon she had no choice but really to try and push her out on the baseline there so Caps ball, they'll be wanting to get a score with this possession Bishop Checking in for Lofhagen. Hurst checks in for Bibby. Inbound pass comes from Abrams. Bounce pass. Bevelacqua unloads another three. Can't hit it that time. Abrams almost the offensive board. Podo fumbles the ball, then gets it in the backcourt under the basket. Distributes up the court to Veal, who runs up unattended on the left-hand dribble. Pass to Podo. Wants to feed inside. No one there. Gets it to Ifiaki, who shoots, and the ball gets stuck between the ring and the backboard. And consequently, it will be a Canberra Capitals ball as the ball is stuck wedged beneath the backboard in the ring. So it's just jammed there and the referee has to use the floor wiper to, uh, the floor wiper, not the actual floor wiper, but the floor wiping implement to actually remove the ball from the, from the, the backboard. I was expecting referee Peter Wright to, to jump up and knock it down himself, Michelle, but he didn't want to show off a, his athleticism in front of this capacity crowd. That's why he rests and doesn't play. <laughs> he doesn't have any. <laughs> First, beats it to Beattie just outside the paint. Kicks it back outside to Abrams, being guarded by Veal. The one-two play to Beattie. Passes it back outside to Hurst. Fires the three. Can't make the shot. Bishop gets the rebound. Kicks it back outside to Hurst. And they reset up for a fresh 24 seconds to Canberra Capitals. They trail 37 to 35. Bishop drives left-hand lane, throws up the underarm bucket, knocks it in off the glass and draws the foul. Can go to the line for a three-point play. Yeah, look, it's good to see Abby looking positive and confident with the ball on her hand. Saw the open lay to the basket, penetrated hard. Didn't run awful docks on the actual finish, but hey, it doesn't matter. It's two on the, two on the scoreboard and one to come, three-point play. Abby Bishop. Puts the Canberra Capitals in front. They haven't been in front since the very opening basket of this game. They lead 38-37. to 37. Poto with the ball, being guarded. Hassled by Hurst. 
Falling over inside the paint was Abby Bishop. That allowed Porter to get the free. She drives to the basket. Bishop gets to her feet. Faust Porter as she drives left-hand baseline. And Abby Bishop called for her third personal of the evening. Yeah, I'd imagine that she'd be getting something out pretty quickly here. She's, oh, Tracy Beattie's actually coming out of the lineup, and Kylie Langey's going back in. I'd be surprised if we don't see Kylie Langey switch on to Natalie Porter. You know, she's come out in this quarter, and she's really looked to be an offensive uh, go-to player, and she's doing a very good job of it. Capitals are leading 38-37 at the moment. It must be the first time in quite a while they've hit the lead. Porter at the free throw line can't make the first charity strike. Can she make the second? The crowd, Canberra based here tonight, is trying to put her off the shot, but she makes the second and squares it up at 38 points apiece. Six minutes 15 remaining in this third quarter. First with the ball in the front court, pass to Bishop, thinks about the three point shot. Instead goes to Abrams. Then she goes back to Bishop, fires the three. She's not a bad shooter for her height. Offensive rebound came from Bevilacqua. Who would have thought? <laughs> Great. Shows what can happen if you just get in there and contest it. Sizes and everything's about position. Hurst on the left-hand dribble. Fakes the pass inside to Bishop. Then gets it to Abrams, who feeds it. Bevilacqua lights up for the three. She's firing from abroad plenty this third term. Can't make it. She has made one from behind the perimeter. And Veal is fouled by Kelly Abrams as she looks to pass the ball. Bishop intercepted the pass. But Veal was fouled in the process. Yeah, and the crowd was a little bit unhappy with that one, but I think that was a reasonable call on that occasion. We've got Donkins coming back in for uh, Poto for the Sydney Uni Flames, and, you know, she gives them another, some match-up problems, mm. gives the Capitals some match-up problems, because they've gone with a very big guard lineup. A taller player coming in for a steal. Here comes Bevilacqua. He just steps down the right-hand lane, can't make the shot. Yeah. Oh, she should have made it. Should have made it, you know. She had the defender uh, riding her, but, you know, she's an experienced player. You've got to make those in this league. The intercept was brilliant. The execution of the shot didn't match the defence of Tully Bevilacqua. She is renowned for it. Here she goes again. Hassling Musselwhite. Backs her into a corner, and she causes a turnover. Musselwhite spills it out of court. That's right. You know, Tully Bevilacqua is just an incredible defensive player. You look around the league and you go, OK, so who have been the standout defensive players in the history of this league? You'd have to put Tully Bevilacqua up there in the top five. You look at Bevilacqua, you look at McInerney, uh, probably Robin Maher. Uh, there's probably two more I can't think of at the moment. But, you know, she's up there. She's class and, you know, she's a tough matchup for anyone. Doesn't matter what size they might have. Um, against her, she knows how to use her speed, quickness and strength to be able to counteract anything. Karen Dalton has called the first timeout of the second half. Interesting, Carrie Grass called the first two timeouts of this match when momentum was going Sydney's way. Dalton has called the next three timeouts, a real sign that the Capitals have fought their way back into this contest and on top since quarter time. Well, that's, you know, that's exactly right. The momentum has certainly swung away at the Capitals. They did an outstanding job to get themselves back in and to retain uh, their competitiveness. One of the things that's always a risk is that if you make a really strong run at a team that you use up all of your um, energy and, and momentum and in that making that run and can't retain it. But the, the Capitals seem to be able to have maintained it. So that's a great sign. One for the statistician out there. Canberra has gone on a 27 to 11 point run since quarter time and that is the scoreline that Sydney led by at quarter time. So here come the Capitals back into the front court. Hurst bounce pass 
for Bevilacqua. Bishop provides the screen on Porter. Abrams feeds Bishop now with a bounce pass. She fumbled the basketball, kicked it back outside to Abrams, drives her way to the foul line, passes it back outside to Hurst, drives baseline, and she stepped over the line, did she? No, there's a three-second in-the-key rule called against Kylie Lange. Yeah, you know, Kylie was trying to make good position in there and did the right thing and just got pinged for being there just a little too long. Four minutes, 44 remaining in this third term. It's all tied up, 38 points apiece between the Canberra Capitals and Sydney Uni Flames. Fallon receives from Porter. Porter flicks it over to Dompkins. She wants an option inside, but the Canberra Capitals defence on at the moment. Musselwhite goes down low. Porter now. Shoots it over the top of Bishop. That is a beautiful executed shot. Absolutely. She just faked the jab, jab fake at the player, get her on the back foot and quick release over the top. Uh, you know, and Porter has really stepped up this quarter. She is only on six points tonight and she's averaging 17 for the season. So, Carrie Graff would be happy how that matchup is going at the moment. Here comes Hurt, who fires from abroad for the three-point triple. Yeah, no, that's good to see. Now, I think Natalie's still running at 100% from the field. Um, she was certainly at 100% from the field at half-time, and I think she's probably only missed one shot in this quarter, so she's shooting at a great percentage. She just needs to retain her confidence and make sure when the open looks come her way that she doesn't hesitate. It should be automatic. Her third from beyond the perimeter tonight, and the Capitals lead 41-40. to Abrams takes a sit-down. Jess Bibby back onto the court. She has the ball now. Bouncing at the top of the arc, across her body, gets away from Ifiaki, feeds Bevilacqua at the elbow, misses a shot. Strong rebound came from Donkins for the Flames. Passes in the backcourt to Veal, down the court, across the court now. Michelle Musselwhite receives, passes it back outside. Porter distributes to Veal, passes to Ifiaki, had an open look at the basket, didn't take it. She turns it over, Bevilacqua got another hand in there, feeds it to Hurst down the court. Passes to Bevilacqua, almost travelled. Kicks it back outside to Lange. Bevilacqua didn't take the three. Feeds Lange inside. Under the basket awaiting is Bishop. She couldn't make the shot. Musselwhite ripped down the board and then gave Bishop a strong elbow. Could have been called for an offensive foul. The fans not happy. Coulda, shoulda. But, you know, that's the game tonight, isn't it? It's physical out there and, you know, people are fighting for possession and they've got to be really strong with the ball in their hands. And now a foul has been called on the Canberra Capitals at their defensive end of the court. Kylie Lange called for that one. Captain Kelly Abrams checks back into the game. Tully Bavalacqua takes a sit down and a well-deserved one at that. She has been like a little terrier in this third quarter, causing plenty of turnovers and headaches for the Sydney Uni Flames. Poto bounce past the Porter. She draws the foul from Bishop and Bishop is up to her fourth personal of the evening. She no doubt will be checking out of the game and Donna Lofhagen makes her way back onto the court. Another tool coming onto the court for the Canberra Capitals is Tracy Beatty, and it's Kylie Lange also taking a sit down. Yeah, so they've gone back with almost their starting group with the exception of uh, Natalie Hurst in the lineup, or their usual starting group, because uh, Tracy Beatty didn't start this evening. Um, but, you know, there's... This is where they have problems in some of their matchups with this group on the floor. So it'll be interesting to see whether they mix up their defence or whether they stick at it. You know, Tracy will work really hard, but she'll have some problems trying to match some of the quickness of the of the matchup that she will have. Porter makes one of two from the bonus line. She's two of four from that strike tonight. Canberra are up to five team fouls this quarter. Loth Hagen awkwardly under the basket. 
passes it, almost falling out of court and snopped out of court by Michaela Donkins. Capitals inbound ball, offensive baseline, 10 seconds on the shot clock. Are we going the Lauren Jackson play here? Abrams thought about it, looked to Beattie under the basket, instead went to Beebe, can't hit the shot from the elbow. Donkins gets the rebound and Abrams called for the foul. Musclewhite was really looking for the contact on Donna Lopagan with the elbows too. Well, she was, you know, hey, but, you know, Capitals really, you know the way Musclewhite's going to play and don't get into it with her, you know. All that's going to happen is that she's going to get under your skin and you're just going to have to, you know, cope with it. That's the way she plays the game and you live with it, guys. Just, you know, grin and bear it. You get your own back on the scoreboard. Sydney are in the bonus for the remaining 2 minutes 29 of this quarter. Canberra have exceeded their five-foul team limits in the third term. Michelle Musselwhite gives Sydney a one-point lead by making the first free throw. Musselwhite at the line for the second, and she drains the bucket. She's 76% from the line, and very good shooting from there. Four from four tonight from the free throw line from Michelle Musselwhite. Lop Hagen outside the perimeter. Interesting, Sydney Uni Flames has mixed up their defence. Ifiaki gets a hand in there, intercepts the pass from Loft Hagen, and Sydney just starting to steady in this third term. They lead by two points. That's right, Sydney Uni Flames have gone into a zone at the defensive end of the floor, probably just to unrattle the Caps a little bit and take them out of any sort of rhythm that they're in. Ifiaki drives against Beattie. Beattie may have got a hand to a shot. Loft Hagen gets a strong rebound. And then there is a foul called on. Is it on Aoife Ifiaki of the Sydney Uni Flames? It is, and that would be her third personal of the evening. Yeah, that's her third personal, and, you know, there's still a quarter and a bit to go, so either would be playing it smart. They're staying in this zone. It's a 1-2-2 by the looks of things. It looks like they'll just mix it up. Capitals traditionally struggle a little bit against the zone, so this is a smart play by Karen Dalton. Loft Hagen with a shot, Bibby fortuitously gets the offensive rebound and pops it in. Great timing on that rebound from Bibby, she just read it beautifully. Muscle White, can she get the quick reply? Feeds it to Poto outside the arc, she gets a cheap foul from Natalie Hurst and it will send Poto to the free throw line because Sydney are in the bonus. 43 points apiece, 1 minute 27 remaining on the third quarter clock, Sydney looking to snap Canberra's undefeated record at home in the 2006-07 WNBL season. Yeah, and it's been a good quality game tonight. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that there won't be a blowout in the second half because uh, I'd really like to see a great game and the contest continue. Poto makes the first at the free throw line. 67% from that range this season. Misses the second off the back of the iron. It juggled in and out. Port of the offensive board. Pops up the shot, Loft Hagen, a terrific rebound. Passes it to a running Nat Hurst, makes her way inside the paint, backs out on the dribble, goes back inside, pops up the shot, and Nat Hurst is on fire. She really is, you know, she's showing all her offensive weapons, shooting the ball from the perimeter, good penetration, and a nice little step back on that play. They get the lead back to Canberra Capitals. Fallon wants to have something to say about that misses. Porter gets an offensive rebound, appeared to be grabbed, She's knocked over and out of court by Donna Lofthagen. Porter is down, but I don't think the foul has been called on Lofthagen. I think there may have been another foul after that incident. Bibby has been called for the foul. Thanks to our statistician tonight, Mr Craig Ravel. Of course, he'll be bringing you all the action tomorrow night when the Institute play the Sydney Uni Flames.
at the AIS training hall. Domkins at the line. Makes the first free throw. Michaela Domkins. She's a great free throw shooter. 84% this season. And the second doesn't hit. So it's all tied up inside the last minute of the third term. 45 points apiece. Sydney have only scored 18 points since quarter time. They've been really shut down by Cary Graff and the Canberra Capitals. Abrams outside the three-point arc. Makes her way towards the key. Pulls up for the day and shoots truly. It's good to see that Kelly's continuing to take her open looks when they're coming her way. She hasn't shot well tonight from the floor, but she's got to continue to be an offensive threat. As we go to the line, there's a turnover against the Sydney Uni Flames. Travel by Eva Ifiaki. That's right. Just moves the pivot foot on that spin. So, you know, Capitals come up with possession. Great. They're two points up. They've got the last possession. They won't be looking for a quick shot here. They'll be wanting to use the clock to uh, get the last shot of the quarter. Kelly Abrams' last bucket takes her to four points for the evening. She is averaging 12 for the season. A big final term required for her. And a couple of the other Canberra Capitals players, if they had to get over the line. Last three seconds. Lost Hagen! Just threw up a prayer and made the shot. Yes, he did. You know, that was a very strong physical encounter and probably not the most, uh, what you'd call, traditional looking execution of a shot. But hey, it doesn't matter. It's on the scoreboard. Cats go to the break. Four points up. 49 to 45, the three-quarter time score at Southern Cross Stadium. The Canberra Capitals lead at the first time for an interchange against the Sydney Uni Flames. Gee, Donaloff Hagen, that shot from her, she really just threw it up in hope. It was her third point of the evening. That really gives the Canberra Capitals some momentum heading into this final term. There was plenty of banter going on as they headed in, and a high fives going on with the coach, Carrie Graff, and also the assistant, Eleanor Sharp. They're boys going into this final term. Oh, they are, and why wouldn't you be? You know, to come from the deficit they had in the first quarter, they had an outstanding second quarter, and they really stuck at it during that third quarter to keep uh, the Sydney Flames on the back foot. You know, there were times there when I thought, uh-oh, here come the Sydney Flames, but, you know, they, the Capitals rallied and, um, you know, continued to play their game of basketball, and that's what they need to do for this last quarter. Make no mistake, Sydney will throw absolutely everything at the Canberra Capitals in this last quarter. Canberra have a 7-0 and record at home this season, undefeated. Sydney have got a terrific away record win. Uh, they've won six games and just dropped the one away trip this season. Can the Canberra Capitals retain that winning record at home, or will Sydney run over the top in the final term? That's a big question. It's a million-dollar question. I, I'm not prepared to make any prediction. You know, it's a uh, Sydney team and the caliber team, and the Capitals are showing tonight the level of depth that they actually have on sitting on their bench. Because you know, on the occasion when uh, they've injected people from the bench, they've actually really um, injected something into the game and stepped it up. So you know, it's going to be a tight quarter, anyone's game. Starting five for the City Uni Flames for this final quarter. Back out onto the court. Michaela Dompkins, Natalie Porter, Trish Fallon, Alicia Poto, and Eva Ifiaki as the Canberra Capitals just break from their three-quarter time huddle. It is Donna Hagen, Kelly Abrams, Jess Bibby, Tracy Beatty, and also Natalie Hurst for the Canberra Capitals. It'll be Dompkins with the inbound pass for the City Uni Flames to get things underway in this final quarter. A 10-minute quarter at Southern Cross Stadium. 
Poto has the ball. Top spot on the ladder, on the line here in the WNBL. Ifiaki feeds it across the arc. Fallon, the two steps, then kicked it back outside to Porter. Drives left-hand lane, throws up the shot against Lofhagen, and the bucket drops. Yeah, look, Porter's got to step it up offensively. Interestingly, Asiaki and Fallon only scored two points between them in that quarter, and they were the top scorers for the team at, at half time. So, you know, Porter's really had to take the scoring low. Lofhagen with a flat three-point, Jay. It jumped about a foot off the iron and somehow dropped in. Yeah, my jaw's on the ground, you know. That's, uh, that's great. That's good for the Capitals. Well, my jaw nearly hit the ground too when I saw Loft Hagen loading up for three because she's not known for her long shooting range ability. No, we don't often see her making this sort of uh, offensive threat outside the paint. Three-point shooters tonight. Hurst has three. Loft Hagen won. Bevilacqua won for the Canberra Capitals. For the Sydney Uni Flames, Trish Fallon has scored the solitary triple from beyond the arc. There is a whistle off play here. It is in the Sydney Uni Flames court. It's Canberra Capitals leading 52 to 47, so they've extended that three-quarter time lead. Here comes Natalie Porter driving to the basket, knocks it in off the glass. She's set for a big final term, already up to four points oh, in this is. last quarter. Yeah, and that's why she's one of the standout players in this league. Sydney are staying in that zone. They don't feel that they're comfortable in the man-to-man, so they're staying in the zone to slow down the Capitals. Bibby lights up from the three-point perimeter. It was a long shot. She was a good foot or two outside the arc. Couldn't hit it. Dompkins on the transition for the Sydney Uni Flames. They put it through hands. Eventually comes back to Dompkins in the right-hand corner. Hit the back of the iron. Just overcooked it. And Port, uh, rather, Hurst gets the rebound for the Canberra Capitals. Feeds it to Beattie at the top of the arc. Dribbles. Just one bounce. The big tall. It's almost turned over by Dompkins. The general, though, for the Canberra Capitals, Kelly Abrams, retains the basketball. Down to four seconds. Lofhagen from three-point territory, exactly where she hit the shot from last time. This time, it was nothing but net. Well, that's right. And I stand corrected. Greg Ravels just pointed out that she shoots 50% from the three-point line. She doesn't take it very often for the, for the career to have 13 or 14 uh, three-point shots, but she's shooting at about 50%. Poto with the reply from beyond the arc. Juggles out. Canberra lead 55 to 49. Here comes the shot from Bibby. Couldn't hit it. Rebound from Donkins. Poto works it into the front court to Ifiaki. She just slows things down and sets back up for the Flames. Bounce pass to Poto. Feeds to Donkins. Mismatch against Bibby under the basket. Backs away. Pops up the shot and drains the bucket. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about this uh, Sydney lineup is they've got some big guards who can actually go down and set themselves in the paint and go to work against some of our smaller guard lineups. Canberra have to be careful they don't get too trigger happy from beyond this three-point arc. Here's Hurst. She goes for the long bomb. Well, stand corrected. Natalie Hurst ignored my advice and she shot her fourth three-pointer of the evening. You don't want to go trigger happy, but when you can shoot the ball from the arc like Natalie Hurst has, you don't pass up the opportunity. Carrie Graff barking instructions on the defensive end of the court. Sydney Uni Flames get an offensive rebound. Fallon resets up. Through hand, Porter, Poto, air ball from the three-point arc. And there is the shot clock expiring for the Sydney Uni Flames. 
that's a good sign for the Capitals. You know, it's not often a team like Sydney can't really get a shot off in a 20, 24 seconds. So uh, that's a good sign that their defensive intensity and pressure is working and they're forcing uh, Sydney out of their rhythm at the offensive end of the floor. All of a sudden, Canberra out to a seven-point lead. Six minutes 30 remaining on the final quarter clock. Looks like Sydney have gone back to a man defensively. Bevilacqua back into the game for Bibby, runs along the offensive baseline, almost fell out of court, somehow she kept in. There's a travel called against the Canberra Capitals. Sydney inbound pass, defensive court, right-hand side. Hurst, guarding Poto, she receives from Beale, gives it back to Beale now. Through her legs with the dribble, Bevilacqua, tenacious on the defence, passes to Ifiaki, Porter, swinging it her way. A little lob pass. Bevilacqua. Oh, it's knocked away by Tully Bevilacqua on Kristen Beale. She can't believe it. She's Bevilacqua had... must have a, so almost half a dozen steals tonight. She has just been fantastic. She's got great hands. Loff Hagen loads up the shot, gets her own rebound, kicks it back out to the star defender Bevilacqua. To Abrams, drives to the elbow, flicks it back outside. Bevilacqua! Listen to the crowd! Tully Bevilacqua has hit her second three-pointer of the evening and Canberra have hit eight from beyond the perimeter. Karen Dalton forced into a timeout. Her team trails by 10 points, 61 to 51. They have come to a walk in this final term. Five minutes, 47 remaining at Southern Cross Stadium. Yeah, look, the Capitals are really starting to stamp their authority on this, uh, this game. Sydney were forced to go to a zone to try and combat the... Uh, Capitals game, but that didn't work for them. They've gone back to a matchup, man, uh, and that seems not to have slowed them down at all. You know, Capitals are really starting to get in some rhythm offensively, being largely driven by the effort that they're putting in at the defensive end and the value they're getting out of players coming off the bench. Natalie Hurst, I would think, may, may be the leading scorer for the Capitals at, at this point in the game. 16 points for Hurst. We've got Bevel Aqua with 11, so, and Jess Bebby with 10. So it's the guards doing the damage on the, on the uh, scoreboard for the Capitals. So that's uh, really interesting. Loch Hagen's come up with 9. When you look at the Sydney lineup, but Afiaki and Sellen have only scored two points between them since half time, and Port is the player that has to take the vast majority of the scoring mode for it. Girls checking back into the game for Sydney it's Porter, Pojo, Ifiaki, Veal, Musclewhite. For the Capitals, Abrams, Beatty. Bevilacqua, Lothagen, and Hurst, who's guarding Poto, bringing the ball down the court. Bounce pass to Ifiaki. Goes back to Poto, finds space, left-hand baseline, a flat-looking shot. Hit the back of the iron. Beatty got the rebound. Threw it hopingly down the court. It was intercepted by Michelle Musclewhite, and Sydney reset up. Tracy Beatty just got a little bit ahead of herself there. Here comes Musclewhite, driving left-hand lane, makes a shot. It won't count. There was a foul before the shot was thrown up. Off the basket... Ball, possibly. Let's wait on the call from the referee. Hurst has been blown for that one. Hurst, the star for the Capitals tonight. She shot four three-pointers and 16 points for the game. Ikiaki drives right-hand lane. A heavy foul. Bodies crash to the floor. Bevilacqua gets to her feet. She'll be called for the foul. And it'll send Ifiaki to the free throw line. They actually, I think, called that one on Tracy Beattie uh, on the push on the early penetration. I think if Tracy hadn't, it probably would have been a foul 
from Effiaki for charging through Bevilacqua, but uh, Tracy unfortunately fouled her early in that piece. Tracy Beatty up to her third foul for the evening, so her and Abby Bishop in a little bit of foul trouble. Bishop's on the bench with four fouls. They're two big setters. They're going to have to be careful with that. Well, they are, and, uh, you know, I think they've got really valuable minutes out of Tracy Beatty tonight. You know, we talked about some of the tough matchups she would have, but she's really been a solid contributor for them in, in patches when she's come in and out of the game tonight. So I it, don't want to lose her. Ifiaki missed the first free throw, makes the second, but her team trails by nine points, 52 to 61. We have got five minutes remaining in this basketball contest. Beatty at the top of the arc. Looking for Loff Hagen inside. She holds the ball for a long time. Feeds it to Loff Hagen now outside the perimeter. Through hands, Bevilacqua. Abrams pulls up just outside the key. Beattie gets a hand who it tries to knock it to the advantage of Bevilacqua. But it's gone out of court. She tussles with Veal who brings it back into the court. Poto, a quick pass down the court. Pulling up Ethiaki. Doesn't take the shot. Swinging it through hands. Poto. Musselwhite, off the foot now of Kelly Abrams, no foot violation called, it wasn't intentional, Musselwhite virtually passed it into the foot of Abrams, Bevilacqua now on the transition for the Capitals, they can set up, they'll be looking to use the 24 seconds at every play here, the Canberra Capitals, they lead by 9 points, Beatty under the basket, receives from Abrams and banks it in off the backboard. Yeah, she's under a lot of pressure there from Aki and Muscle White. She still managed to complete that shot, so that was great. And a travel is called on the Sydney Uni Flames. Nothing going right for Karen Dalton and her troopers at the moment. Everything going the Canberra Capitals way. Absolutely. The only area of concern probably for the Capitals at this stage is that there's four, four and a quarter minutes to go and they've got three team fouls. Sydney Flames have none. So if they get into foul trouble and allow Sydney to get back into the game in dead time through the bonus situation, that'll create some problems. But they're looking good. They're looking very good. Abrams passes it to Beattie, who's just outside the paint. Back outside to Porter for a fifth three-pointer. Couldn't hit it that time. Just overcooked the shot. Veal on the transition for the Sydney Uni Flames, playing against her old team, where she won three championships. Well, she's not on the right team tonight as far as the scoreboard's concerned. Ethiaki fires from the triple range, doesn't make the shot, but Sydney Uni managed to maintain the ball as it spills out of court. They will have a fresh 24 seconds on the shot clock. Veal with the inbound pass. Capitals really want to get a stop on this possession, you know, take it down to three and a quarter minutes and they're still 11 points up and they'll be very happy going into the last three minutes. Fallon from just outside the paint, clever experience there from the veteran, yeah, banks the bucket. She'll be looking to take the opportunities when they come away, coming down the stretch. Here comes Beatty, takes a bounce, unfamiliar territory, a long way outside the perimeter. She goes the one-two from Bevilacqua, the right-hand hook, Fell short, just hit the top of the basket. Yes, Sydney are really starting to do a good job of making sure they get possession on the board. Ifiaki draws the player, kicks it back outside to Michelle Musselwhite, but Ifiaki called for the charging foul, and that is her fourth personal of the evening. So only one foul, so she's fouled out. She checks out of the game now, replaced by Michaela Dobkins. That was a big play, Michelle, offensive foul. Sydney were open for the play as well. Well, that's right. And so it's just a little bit of lack of discipline. I mean, you know, the, uh, Kelly Abrams was standing in the paint there for an awful long time. Uh, she should have been better um, prepared for that. And you don't want to give away a cheap one like that and give up possession and take yourself out of the game because you're in foul problems. 
Canberra Capitals lead by nine points. Three minutes remaining in this contest. It's knocked out of court by Trish Spellen. Capitals inbound pass. Offensive baseline. Kelly Abrams gives a slap on the hand to Tracy Beattie, who's posting up under the basket. Heads that way now. Dompkins got a very effective hand in there. Knocks it to the advantage of Hurst, though, for the Capitals. Finds Abrams in the right-hand corner, who makes the two-point J on the baseline. Yeah, you know, coming down the stretch, you know, she hasn't had a good night shooting from the floor, but she knocks down the ones when they matter. Porter tries to do likewise from the other hand, uses her body rough and tumble south. The basket drops, she shoots truly. I mean, that was just fantastic work from Natalie Porter. She has been a standout for them tonight. She's having a great game. She just needs a little bit of help from her friends. The contest still alive. Nine points. Canberra leads Sydney. Two minutes 17 remaining on the final quarter clock. Bevel Aqua drives. Maybe should have taken the shot. Tried to pass. It was intercepted by Fallon. Sydney on the transition. Veal feeds it to Dompkins. Left hand quarter. Finds Porter. Three point territory and she hits the bucket. Sydney are back within six points. Still over two minutes remaining. And there is a timeout called by Carrie Graff, the coach of the Canberra Capitals. Yeah, look, Porter is like, she can go inside and outside. She comes down the first possession, goes inside, bangs body with the big girls and finishes up a really tough shot, fading away in the paint. Down in transition basketball, steps out to the three-pointer and smooth as silk, she just knocks that three-point down. Uh, you know, she's a standout player. This is a shame, you know, two minutes is a long time to play when you're talking about the calibre of players that are out on the floor. Capitals need to remain focused. They need to stay on the glass and ensure that they get possession and they need to keep their defensive intensity up and not get caught up in any sort of physical contact which could push them over the foul situation and put Sydney into the bonus so that they're stepping to the line to make up the deficit in dead time. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of experience in the Capitals lineup and they'll be talking about the strategy that they want to employ in these last couple of minutes. The AIS girls looking on from the sidelines against tomorrow night's opponents. They look like they're having a great old time over there. They do line up against the Sydney Uni Flames tomorrow night at the AIS training hall, but the Flames have got bigger things on their mind at the moment. They trail by six points. Two minutes three remaining in this contest, but the pressure is back on Canberra at Sydney with the full court press. Bevilacqua, the ball, being guarded by Veal. Bevilacqua gets past her on the right-hand dribble into the front court. Pulls up now outside the arc, looking for an option, down to 12 seconds on the shot clock. Looking to milk the clock for all it's worth. Hurst receives, being guarded by Musselwhite, who gets a hand on Hurst. That foul won't have too much to do, though, because they've only committed two team fouls in this second quarter. But it does give them an extra, uh, on your final quarter, but it gives Canberra a fresh 24 seconds on the shot well, clock. That's right, that's exactly right. So it takes time out of the... Uh out of the time that Sydney have available to get their game back. Uh, so, you know, doesn't put them on the line, but it gives them possession and we can milk it for another stop. Beattie makes her way to the basket, pulls up, yeah. kicks it back outside to Bevelacca, who distributes to Abrams, looking to run the clock down here. One minute 30 remaining in the game, 10 seconds on the shot clock. The give and go from Abrams to Beattie back to Abrams. Lofthagen loads up with a two. Porter the strong rebound. Lofthagen commits the foul. She tries to get the offensive board and she is called for it by referee Damien Nemeth. That is her third personal of the evening. Fourth personal of the evening as I'm reliably informed by Craig Ravel running the stat and 
Canberra up to 14,000 the quarter. They have to be careful. Field fires for three. She just hit the back of the iron. Hurst got a terrific rebound and then there's a foul called on Kristen Veal, an intentional one there. I'm not sure it was actually called intentional, but it ne never the doubt was because they want to send Canberra up the court and try and cause a turnover as soon as possible. That's right, exactly right. And they've got some, some to waste, so they'll probably continue to do that. They just need to be careful. They've actually called that one. No, they haven't called that one intentionally. They just need to be careful that they actually play the ball and not the player. Veal um, committed another foul there, so they may be looking to get Canberra into the five foul limit. Well, that's exactly what they want to they're do. They can't afford to let Canberra just play with the ball for too long. They're on four at the moment. A minute remaining in this contest. It's Canberra by six points. Down inside the last minute now. Turnover almost. Capitals retain the ball. Abrams, cool and calm under pressure, delivers from the right-hand baseline. You know, she's delivered in this last quarter. She had a pretty ordinary, by her standards, first couple of quarters, but... Coming down the stretch when she's needed to make shots, you know, she's nailed some pretty important ones for us. Out to an eight-point lead as Musselwhite drives to the basket. Bevelacqua was called for that foul. Her first, first personal, so Canberra lead by eight points, 69, sorry, 67 to 59, 44 seconds remaining in the final quarter. Michelle Musselwhite at the line to shoot a pair Important that she makes both of these free throws, particularly the first one. She absolutely needs to make this set. Uh, you know, that puts them... If she makes both of these, they're back to within six. It's only two possessions in this game, so... Uh, yeah, nailed them both. She drains both free throws. The substitution happening for the Canberra Capitals. It's a double. Bishop and Bibby coming into the game, replaced by Bevelacqua and Beatty. That's interesting. You'd yeah. like to see Bevelacqua out on the court where they need defence. They don't need points. They just need to maintain this lead, Michelle. That's right. She's such a good leader. But, you know, there's quality players out on the floor. Having said that, we just almost turned the ball over. Very lucky to get away with that. It was a wild pass from Bibby. It somehow came out in the Canberra Capitals' hands. Down to seven seconds on the shot clock. First has it. Just over the halfway line. Three, two... And she draws the foul on Michelle Musselwhite with two seconds remaining on the shot clock. A vital play there for the Canberra Capitals. They did appear to be in trouble, but it will send Natalie Porter, sorry, Natalie Hurst to the line. Yeah, you know, she was under a lot of pressure then, so uh, that was good control and poise by Natalie. Uh, you know, Sydney was throwing everything at her, so hopefully she'll step up. She should knock these down the way she's been shooting the ball tonight. Hurst makes the first free throw, makes it a seven-point ball game with 27 seconds remaining in the contest. It's going to be hard-pressed for Sydney from here. Makes the second. It's a very, very big ask. I think the game's over for Sydney. Sydney pushed the ball up the court. Porter fires from abroad. Oh. Knocks in the triple off the backboard. Sydney, oh. a full-court press here. They trail by five points. A professional foul will send Canberra Capitals to the line. They lead by five points, 15 seconds remaining. They had to commit the foul there, Sydney. Absolutely. They had to stop the clock. Unfortunately, I think they might have fouled Natalie Hurst, who's probably been the best shooter that the captain has ever had on the floor tonight. So, uh, 
I don't want to put the uh, mocker on it, but uh, I think she'll knock these down. She's got 18 for tonight. Can you she know? get to 20 with these two free throws? She oh, misses I the do. first. I, I <laughs> There's still time in this contest. Five points for lead Canberra have. 15 seconds remaining. Hurst with the second free throw makes it. Sydney will have to be quick. They want to push the ball down through field. She dribbles. Needs to offload a pass to three-point territory. Instead rolls in the lane down the right-hand lane. I don't think Canberra will be too concerned about that. Bevelacqua back onto the court. Down the court. Ross Hagen all on her own. Under the basket. Knocks it in. Canberra Capitals are home. Tompkins fires up the prayer on the buzzer. Hits the back of the iron. Almost a good conversion. But that is full time at Southern Cross Stadium. And the Canberra Capitals maintain their unbeaten record at home. They go to 8 at nil in Canberra for the season and take it out 72 points to 66. They trailed 27 points to 11 at quarter time. But from then on, Michelle, it was all one-way traffic. Sydney did fight their way into the contest once again. But Canberra, that last term, was very impressive. Oh, look, I'm really impressed with that win by the Capitals tonight. You're right, they were down by a large margin. They got themselves back into the game. But not only did they get themselves back into the game, they continued with the momentum and really just ran over the top of Sydney in the end. But Sydney just didn't have the answers, you know. And, you know, Afiaki and, uh, 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 and Selwyn were their scorers early in, in the game. But the... Um, uh, you know, they just weren't able to maintain the momentum and they were taken out of the game. Porter really stepped out. She was outstanding for Sydney. She contributed both the offensive and defensive end of the floor. Um, but, you know, it's not enough. She lacked support from the rest of her teammates. Canberra had really solid contributions from all over the floor. You know, Natalie Hurst had a standout game. What's really pleasing about this game, particularly for Natalie, is that, you know, we've seen her get some big scores in games previously, but to be honest, it's been in games where there's been large margins. Just to come out against the top team in the league and to actually come out and top score for the Capitals in a really tough contest is a really great achievement for her. Here's Craig Ravel, courtside, catching up with the coaches and players. Well, Karen, it started well, but you just couldn't maintain the momentum through the, uh, the second quarter and then into the second half. No. Just, well, it was rugby. It was rugby, and I think, you know, I think that's the way the team started to play us, and the, referee, the referees let it go. So can't say that that's, you know, I'm not sure. But we've got to learn to deal with that. It certainly doesn't help to have, you know, Eva and Nat in foul trouble and having to sit nap for half the second quarter certainly didn't help. But that's the way it goes. They shot, it, shot the ball well in the three quarters, so... You know, we've got to go back and be able to execute our pressure under physicality. Nat Porter's still just amazing. Everyone, I think, she's getting better and better every day. Yeah, no, she had she, she played she played quite well. But, you know, I think as a team, we need to look at the game and see, you know, and learn from that. You can't be 16 points up in the first quarter and think the game's over, and I think that's what they thought. And I think our failure to execute in the last three quarters really hurt us, and it's something that... You know, I mean, it's happened in a couple of games and, you know, offensive boards, uh, turnovers hurt us in the first half and, um, you know, as I said, inability to actually execute under physicality, which is exactly what it was. Look out for the AS tomorrow night because you will uh, be wanting to come back hard there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I, you know, we've got to win tomorrow. I've got to sleep for the weekend and go into Christmas with one out of the two wins, so that's okay. All the best for me. Thanks. Well, it was a shaky start, Scrappy, but the girls just rolled on in that second quarter. Yeah, look, I think the second quarter was the total reverse of the first, you know. They, Sydney just shot the lights out in that first quarter, smashed us on the glass. I think we were down 
20, 20%, 80% on the glass. Um, they were shooting at nearly 70%. You know, we knew some of that was going to turn around, but we had to turn around the rebounding and the tough things, and we did that. I think we held them to six in the second quarter. Um, and then we just, you know, we slowed down. Offensively, we were rushing shots early and, and shooting too quick. I think we executed better in the second quarter. I think Natty Hurst showed that she's a woman, and I think she stuck it to Kristen Veal and Alicia Poto and said, hey, I'm legit these days. Uh, Lofthagen came up big with some three-pointers. Tracy Beattie, I think, after not starting, really stepped up and changed a lot of shots in the down the stretch. And I think that was just a, a great team effort. Uh, I've been worried about your outside game throughout the year because it has been Kelly and Jess. But tonight, Donna opened up outside. Natalie looked very confident, and that's a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it. Lofthagen can hit the three. She hasn't taken a lot of shots from out there, but she can nail it. I mean, she's one of our better three-point shooters at practice. Um, Natty Hurst can flat-out score. She's a scoring point guard, and I think she, she showed all her weapons tonight. She hit the three. She punched and pulled out and hit mid-range jumpers. She got to the lane and made free throws. I mean, that was a that was a classic performance. Chloe Langy in that second quarter was one of the big reasons your rebounding turned around too. Absolutely. I mean, that's what that she epitomised what a role player does. She came in for three minutes. I think three had three offensive boards, gave us more possessions, and that's what you need from your bench players. You know, she's a, a netballer, only been playing basketball for about three or four years, and uh, you know, she showed what a role player needs to do. Well, it's a good Christmas we're going into now. Absolutely. Thanks, mate. Well, Donald Lofthagen, it was a game you were familiar with tonight. It was uh, much more like rugby than basketball. Yeah, it was pretty physical out there. And um, I guess you're going to get a, um, a very physical game when you play, you've got two top, top sides out there. And, um, you know, I had to muscle up against Nat Porter. She's been having an outstanding season. And, um, you know, you had to try and lock her down. So that was being a wee bit physical. But, you know, it was going both ways. And it got a bit ugly in patches. But, hey, we won. <laughs> Your three-point game, your stats have always been good, but uh, you really made them think about standing off you outside. Yeah, you know, like um, with our national side, I play probably more of the three um, and, and sometimes um, inside. So, you know, with the New Zealand side, I get to pop up a few more threes, but whereas here my role's inside. So I like to sneak a couple in there every now and again. I'm just so bloody happy that they dropped. <laughs> well, it's a good Christmas break for you. You get home now for a few days? Yeah, I head off back to New Zealand tomorrow and um, I'm back here on the second. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go home and uh, keep running, running the pavement and... Um, run off all that Christmas meal. <laughs> well, all the best for your Christmas. Thank you. Well, Kelly Abrams, it wasn't looking good early, but uh, gee, some bench players stood up and uh, made everyone take notice tonight. Yeah, well, Natalie Hurst, what a cracker. You know, that's what we've been waiting for Nat to do, and same with Kylie Lange. She comes on and does the job for us on the on the boards, and that's what, that's what we needed. It was also uh, an interesting night tonight. It was uh, a lot of rugby there, a lot of uh, no calls that were frustrating both teams. Yeah, really, it's like a grand final in my mind. Um, you know, no grand finals clean a clean game, and um, you know we knew tonight that we had to had to do something different. We played physical, and that was our game plan. Have a safe Christmas. Yeah, thanks. Well, Tracy, you go into the Christmas break exactly where you want to be with wins over Adelaide and Sydney. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to the Cats. <laughs> a tough role tonight because uh, you you were sort of a, in a mismatch with this team because they don't yeah. have a lot of big so I they guess you had the luxury of a bench start. Well, I don't know whether that's a luxury. Um, yeah, I was... Uh, I mean, I wasn't surprised that happened um, after the way... Um, uh, Afiki sort of took me to town last game. Uh, I much better prepared this game, so I came off the bench and uh, like Abby got into early foul trouble. So yeah, it, it worked in to our advantage pretty much. So it was good. Well, have a safe trip home for Thank Christmas, you. and we look forward to seeing the Caps roll on through January. Please do. Thank you.
Makaili Lange uh, had uh, an important role there coming in that second quarter. He managed to uh, turn that momentum around and get the Cats going the right way. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, uh, it was just focusing on the little things, as Graffy said in the pre-game talk, but uh, we knew we all knew our role and we just had to do the little things to uh, to turn it around. And and um, and, and we did. Natty was Natty was absolutely fantastic, um, and the girls really stepped up. So, yeah, it was good. And you've also been finding those open looks and you're getting the confidence now to take them when they're there. Yeah, slowly getting the confidence. Um, I just, yeah, I have to make sure that I turn and face the basket and, um, and be confident with my shots. So, yeah, it, it's the more the more court time I get and the more I am um, with the girls, the more confidence I'm getting. So, yeah, it's good. Well, have a great Christmas. You too, thank you. Well, your training partner, Kristen Veal, didn't expect you to give her a lesson tonight, <laughs> but that's what you did. Um... Yeah, well, I haven't trained against Billy for a while, but um, I don't know what was going on tonight. They just, I was hitting them, so I just kept shooting them. It was a big, it was a big turnaround in that second quarter. Kai came on, she made a big difference, and then you were able to light up, and yeah. they were giving you plenty of room, which probably surprised you as much as everyone else. Um, I think teams have been like that. They they've seen that I'm not shooting the best clip from from behind the arc this season, so I think they're giving me a space where do I shoot it, do I not shoot it? But um, tonight I was just like. So take it. We, we needed it. We were down by a bit, so we needed someone to come in. And Kai was awesome. She came in and got like three offensive rebounds in a row, so she did really well as well. And importantly, you need to be able to feel, and I guess the starters and you guys off the bench need to be able to feel you can come in and do it. Uh, yeah, Graffy gives us fancies all the confidence, all the confidence in the world to come in and do that. So, uh, And I think it's starting to show. Well, have a great Christmas. You too. And I guess you're looking forward to... Uh, getting through January and into the important part of the season. That's, that's it, and coming off, going off from that game to next season, that's going to be awesome for us. All events. Thank you. Natalie Hurst, the victorious player of the Canberra Capitals, catching up with our very own Craig Ravel there. The Capitals going out 72-66 to over ladder leaders Sydney. It now puts Canberra temporarily on top of the WNBL ladder. We wait with bated breath for the Saturday night clash between the Adelaide Lightning and bullying Melbourne Boomers. If the Adelaide Lightning win that game, they will replace the Canberra Capitals at the top of the ladder after round 12. A crowd of 1,050 people here at Southern Cross Stadium this evening. Michelle Hawking, how do the stats end up? Yeah, look, interestingly for um, the Sydney Flames, in the first half we had Afiaki with 11 points and Fallon with 13, and they finished with 12 and 15 respectively, so the Capitals did a good job of shutting them down in the second half, and uh, Porter stepped it up, you know, she ended up with 22 for the game, but she had a little support behind them. Uni Flames out-rebounded the Capitals, but it wasn't enough to uh, get them over the line in the end, and the Capitals um, just really dominated that last quarter and uh, the, the Sydney Uni Flames had nothing to offer. Not much coming out of the guard rotation for Sydney. They didn't get a lot of scoring um, out of their guards, so they'll be having a bit of a chat about that, I would imagine. When you look at the um, Canberra Capitals lineup, Natalie Hurst, 19 points, and fantastic percentage, 6 from 9 from the field in total. She went 4 from 6 from 3-point line and 3 from 4 from the foul line. She was supported well by Loft Hagen and Bevel Aqua, who was absolutely fantastic. I thought she led the team well. Uh, her defensive intensity, the number of steals she picked up, she was outstanding. And Jess Bibby chipped in for 10 coming down the stretch. Poor shooting from the foul line from the Capitals. They went for 50, 57% from the line, mm. you know, and that's crucial in tight games. So they really need to put a little bit of a focus on that and improve that. But, you know, great win. Six points 
um, over the Sydney Uni Flames who were on top of the ladder and they've got to be happy with that. And Tully Bevilac were having a great defensive game as well as offensive game. She shot 11 points but six steals. They were really crucial. Uh, absolutely. She just came up with possession after possession and it's not only the steals that are showing on the stat sheet here. It's the pressure that she places people under which creates opportunities for other players on the floor. So, you know, she's outstanding. She really had a stellar game tonight. Well, round 14 of the WNBL season resumes on the 5th of January. There are some more games to go in this round before we wrap up for the Christmas break. Craig Ravel will bring you all the action from tomorrow night's game between the Australian Institute of Sport and Sydney Uni Flames on sportradio.com.au. Round 14 of the WNBL season kicks off on the 5th of January. It's the Institute against Danny Nong. That play game has been changed to very here at Southern Cross Stadium. It was scheduled to be at the AIS. Sydney Uni taking on Bulleen. Canberra against Perth. Townsville face-off against Bulleen Melbourne. Adelaide hosts Perth. And Sydney Uni hosts the Australian Institute of Sport on the 7th of January. Michelle Hocking, great to have you on board as well, uh, as always. And thanks very much for your insight this evening. No problem. Well, we wrap it up here at the Southern Cross Stadium where Canberra Capitals have run out victorious over the Sydney Uni Flames, 72 points to 66. The Canberra Capitals momentarily go to the top of the WNBL ladder after 12 rounds. I'm John Keogh on behalf of Michelle Hocking. Thanks for your company and join Craig Ravel tomorrow evening for the Australian Institute of Sport versus Sydney Uni Flames.